Hey, my name is David Kackner, and this is my bourbon podcast. everybody to another episode of this my bourbon podcast i am your host perry with me as he always is my co-host eric smith it's morphin time (laughs) i think you've actually used it's morphin time before have i i think you have no way i'm i'm like 98 (laughs) percent well you've definitely done the kamehameha wave too i'm batman that's not you haven't done that one yet i'm vengeance Oh, it's going to be a nerdy episode because we are at the Lexington Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. And we're recording in a from secret, an undisclosed location. Secret location. We had to do some reviews, so we, we yeah, tried Yeah, we to, still got stuff we got to take care of. You know, we're walking. There's there's cost. Naruto is literally right over there. He's sitting right over there. Really? Yeah, Naruto. We should get his autograph. I'm going to take a picture with him. And yeah, one of the uh, scouts from um, Attack on Titan. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I saw a duck earlier. A, just a duck? Just a duck. <laughs> Swan would fit right in. <laughs> no, I saw I saw somebody dressed up as a... Was that in a, the... It was like a fancy duck. Oh, okay. I was going to say, just the animal cosplay area. <laughs> just for people who just are just animals. Just... No fancy, nothing. Just straight up. I'm a dog, bro. So you're just a cat. I'm just a cat. Yeah. Are you from anything? You. you Not are really. A nice looking iguana around you. there. <laughs> gecko, gecko. Oh. Okay. You need to go down there to the celebrity cosplay area. Sorry. Good stuff. Well, if you are listening to the show for the first time, I, God bless you because this is a heck of a time to to jump on. Hey, jump right on in. Yeah. you know. Um, but uh, thank you so much for being here. Subscribe to the show. If you have not done so yet, leave us a five-star rating and review. We might have a new review. I need to check on that before we get too far. Go, go, review. (laughs) So, uh, but also if you're returning, hello. Good to see you. Follow us on all of our social medias, at MyBourbonPod and at WhiskeyMutant. And then also, um, what else do we? Oh, we do have a new review. Yes. What? I bet I know who it is. We'll get we'll, to it. We'll see. We'll get to we'll it. We'll see. And uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com yes. slash my bourbon podcast. A little as a dollar a month. A little as five, you get bonus content. Help us pay the bills. It really does help us pay the bills. The daggum bills. The daggum bills. I got bills. You know what else I got? You can't pay my bills. Can't pay my telephone bills. You know what else, you know what else I got? What? I got a you Heineken. Got a, you got a brew right there. I got a Heineken because the old man at the bar said that they only had two. <laughs> I was like, something in the back of my head was like, well, I want to have that so that nobody else can. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for no, and I'm never like that. But it was like, oh, it's there. And I'm like, if I all of a sudden want it later, yeah. I'm not going to be able to get it. Listen, we've been here since this morning. We picked up our media passes and the LexCon staff has been nothing but gracious. They have to been us. amazing. They let us, uh, they helped us find a spot to record yep. kind of away from everybody. So we wouldn't have to be in anybody's way. Um, they were setting up the vendors, the comic book, uh, sellers and merch was setting up. They let us go in there if we wanted to, like, it's been awesome. It's been really, really cool. And we, uh, we kind of did this on a whim. We were like, do you think we could get media passes for this? And so I was at your house 
on a random Sunday afternoon, and I filled it out. I filled out the press registration form. And by Monday evening, <laughs> the next day, we were approved. Like I but, was like, it can't be that easy. But it well, is. <laughs> well, I think it helps that we are local to Lexington. And yeah. This is the Lexington Con. And I think it helps, like, whether the person who gives out the passes knows or not. Like, we are legit just as much a pop culture nerdy podcast as anything else. Yeah. You get your bourbon fix. And then at the end, usually you're going to get your pop culture fix. So, I think we're the I think we're the perfect podcast. We're the perfect podcast for this. We celebrate all well, things period. Kentucky, which is just that's just nice. Yeah, it's just nice. We've been getting some strange looks though. Oh, oh well, I will say I saw one. It's not every day that you walk into this area that we're sitting at and you see just two random dudes with <laughs> microphones talking to each other. We do have the perfect attire for it though. Yeah. Beards and hats. Beards and hats. That's all I do. <laughs> I got a one-piece shirt on. There you go. You know, we got our press badges on. I was literally here. So behind the scenes, we found this little spot, great little spot to record. And Perry was unloading everything, and he forgot a bunch of stuff. I did. I like, for- <laughs> enough forgot to where stuff. we literally could not record. Stuff that was so crucial to us being able to do this that if we didn't have it, it was a complete yeah. waste of time. So, in order to keep this little Pop spot, ain't recording no crap on his iPhone either. No, no. Like no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not about that life. No. So, I sat here in the spot, and for about twenty minutes, while Perry went back and got the stuff, I, re- I fake recorded my own solo Whiskey Mutant podcast, all with voices. Like I interviewed myself. It's me, I'm the Whiskey Mutant. So, how are you doing, Whiskey Mutant, today? Hey, you're at Lex, LexCon. What are you drinking? So I'm people not drinking anything yet. So if people were looking over here, they saw an insane oh, man. They literally, they they definitely were not going to like come over here and talk to me. Did you so. have your headphones on, too? Yeah. <laughs> the mic wasn't even plugged up to anything. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but you did have it, like, you have I, a I cord made it, plugged I made it, into the mic. It was plugged into the mic. It wasn't plugged into yeah. like a, an, an audio. That's good. That's good, good stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We normally start episodes out with Flying Blind or Sips and Snacks. Last week we did Sips and Snacks. Paired something. This week we're doing Flying Blind. Mm-hmm. Eric's blinded me with something. I did. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm curious what you think of this. <laughs> I wish I had a video. <laughs> Dude, what did you just give me? It's 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 drinkable. It's not terrible, but it's like, give me some notes. Come on, throw me some notes. It it feels experimental. Maybe like it feels like somebody went out of their way to make this different. It's really oaty. Okay. Like it reminds me of oatmeal. Okay. Okay. It's not bad, but I just was so I was so caught off guard by it. Okay. That. Okay. It's better than when I had it when I first got it, if that makes sense. So you, you own this bottle? I own this bottle. Okay. Yes. When For you... about four years now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Was it last week that you went to um, Indiana? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. with uh, with Addison. Yeah. Um, did you wind up drinking that uh, Spirits of French Lick that I gave you? Yes, I did. How did you like it? I liked it even better. Than when you tried it the when, first time? Because when I tried it the first time... We had had a bunch of stuff. That's true. Yeah. But I that was like my first 
tour of the night back at the hotel after everything. That's cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like you could tell it had a little bit of grain. You could tell it, it was a Yeah, it's like young crafty, but it, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. Like I, agree. I understood it. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what this is that you poured for me. <laughs> In honor. So so do you, do you get any decaying notes on this? Decaying notes? Yeah. Like a dead body? Yeah. Because I know you ate a dead body or two, right? <laughs> is this like the Walking Dead it special? Is. Okay. This is Spirits of the Apocalypse, yeah. the Walking Dead. I had to. I had to do a a cosplay Comic Con nerdy pour. It starts out rough, but the finish is actually quite nice. It's like ninety four proof, and I thought when this first came out, people said it was bullet. No, 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 no. I think it is. It's like bad. Bullet. If it's that old, that's not their own distillate, then. Well, I mean, but it could have been. I guess that's true. Like a very young version. I don't know. That's what people were saying. Oh, I'm going to wash that down with that Heineken. Oh, But if you've never read the Walking Dead comic book and you've only watched the show, I suggest, early tips and bits, reading the Walking Dead comic book. I actually have been meaning to get into it. It's, it's so good, dude. Robert Kirkman, he's from Kentucky. Yeah. He's the creator. I am, I am currently on a comic book hiatus, though. Because Amazon has ruined comicsology, oh, I, I have not enjoyed comicsology for a while. I I used to love them. I loved them to death. Their their desktop um, platform was great, and the mobile app was amazing. And then Apple came, or excuse me, Amazon came in and just completely nerfed the whole thing, and it's almost unusable now. Well, I had just got into comicsology because I was pretty much only doing still like hardcover or paperbacks and stuff. So I switched and I was like, man, like why I don't like this as much. Well, so. I, I like it just because of the convenience. And yeah. I also don't have the space for oh me like either. like physical copies. And I wish that I did. Because I do like collecting comic books. Yeah. But I just it that's the only way that I've been reading them for like five or six years now. And it just has it been that long? I think so. I was at EKU when I started using comicsology. But I don't know. It's just a bummer that like It is what it is. I spent so much time and and money invested in this thing. And like now I don't even know how to access most of the books that I bought. Oh my god. Like that's the that's the biggest issue that I have. It's not even like the readability problem. It's that I can't easily access like backlog titles, which is so annoying. It's so frustrating. Anyway, that's my early rant. Early rant <laughs> for the episode. Eric, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, I know the answer to this. Nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> because you've been working I, every night. No joke. This is the first day off from work I've had since Monday. So I had. So the last thing I had was. The Wilderness Trail Derby Pick on Sunday, mm -hmm. which is still phenomenal. Probably one of the best Wilderness Trails out there. You posted about it, too, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. I did. I didn't do a pairing, nothing. I just wanted to sit back and enjoy something, and it's so good. 2021 Derby Pick from Wilderness Trail is just amazing. It it's, is really, it's really straight good up stuff. 
strawberry jelly and butter on biscuits. Yeah. Um, and then I had to work the last four nights. So I this is the first time I've drank in like almost five days. I'm fresh. You're feeling good, aren't you? I'm fresh Prince Bel Air right now. We did the pregame chats with some light whiskey. Oh, it woke me up, dude. Like I'm on another level right now. I haven't had any coffee today. And I feel like I have. It's just awesome. based on what we <laughs> so drank good. a little while ago. Well, I did a uh, a blind flight last night on my live stream. And one of the samples in that flight was what I thought to be a 100-proof Tennessee product. But it turned out to be a hazmat Coy Hill <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's the sign. I think I need of, to stop drinking so much high proof stuff. Like it's well, uh, my palate's just It's either <laughs> that or that's the sign of a straight up fucking good whiskey. It was is when you can crushable. drink a half and you think, man, this is just a nice hundred hundred proof bourbon. I, I could have I could have crushed like half of a bottle without even thinking twice. I mean, I'd be completely out of my mind drunk. I still I Okay. Once again, I'm sorry for being negative because I don't like being negative. I'm still pissed that Kentucky did not get Coy Hill. I mean, man. It, it might have, but we just didn't see I it in the it right didn't place. Get it in our area. Well, but I've I'm, asked I'm multiple people. But even up in like Louisville and Newport, I've and, not seen anybody ever post about it. Who knows? I don't know. We didn't get it here, and it makes me mad. But you know, I move on. <laughs> we need. We need. We need to like find out when it drops in like Tennessee, and we just be like, "All right, we're going on hunt on a hunting trip today." Yeah, absolutely. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't either. I miss I miss whiskey hunting. Yes, but hey, is that a, a bunny Zelda? I mean, uh, Link over there. No, you said it right, Zelda. Is the, that Prince Zelda, the main protagonist of the series, The Legend of Zelda? You know, the little guy with his is green hat. Is that Princess Zelda or is that Link? I really, I think it's Link. Bunny Link. Bunny Link. Isn't, oh, that's oh, from his mask. Doesn't he get the? Oh, he's got the bunny hood, but also in um, Link to the Past. Oh, he when does, he, the first time he goes to the dark, yeah. or goes to low rule, he he turns out to be a bunny. Gotcha. So either way, I've played a lot of Zelda. Guys. <laughs> I've played so much Legend of Zelda. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world. I'm working my way through Wind Waker right uh, now. I'm about to um, go start uh, Breath of the Wild over just because I want to. I, I I want to, but I want to get to it organically. Yeah. Like, play through everything else. Um, like, I've, I have actually never finished uh, Twilight Princess. Really? And I love that game. But I've just, yeah, I just never made it that far. And I don't think I've ever beat Wind Waker all the way through either. But, I mean, like, those were games that came out when I was younger. Yeah. And, I mean, I wanted to beat um, Twilight Princess. But due to certain extenuating circumstances, I didn't have as much time to do that. Talk to you about that off air. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, anyway. Um, oh, there's Zoro from uh, One Piece. Noise. Lots of good costumes this year. Oh, so good. So good. Well, we are going to head over to the floor here in a few minutes, but through the magic of editing, it's going to sound like it's been hours. You're going to hear a little bit of me and Eric. You're going to hear a little bit of me and Papa Ritter, Ooh. too. Um, hopefully, we're hoping. You may even hear my kids on here. 
Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> but through uh, throughout the day, um, we're basically just going to be going up to folks and talking to them and interviewing them for the podcast. And Gorilla style. We, I mean, that's the only way we can do it. Yeah, you can't hear at Lexicon like they they don't have like a thing where it's like you can set up interviews because they're so busy. So it's just like, hey, if you see somebody, go talk to them. So as long as we're not holding up the line, yeah. As long as we're not holding up anything. All right. Hope you guys enjoy the interviews. Yes. Ready? Ready whenever you are. Hi, my name is David Keckner. We're here at the Lexington <laughs> Comic Con, and this is. My Bourbon Podcast he, today. My he, guests are, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, well, my name is Perry Ritter. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Very good. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm the Whiskey Mutant. They are frauds, folks. I don't know if you ever see this show. <laughs> the voices you're hearing are not part of the Bourbon Podcast. It is mine and mine only. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with David Keckner taking over the entire show. I can't take my eyes off his can boots we, right now. Can we send you, like, the equipment and everything and just have you send us, like, files every week? I, Is that I've okay? I've been doing it every week. Is this some kind of joke? Are you guys <laughs> Okay, sorry. He's figured podcast? us out. Here's the weird thing, folks. These two smell of gin. <laughs> oh. No. No way. That's, that's really. Well, I, here's the thing, though. I do love gin. So there's there's precedent for it, but mm. at the same time, um, I think I think he's figured us out. Yeah. I think Hold David on, I, one of you smells of gin. Now I'm getting a hint of wood alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking to a blind man. <laughs> we do we do a lot of uh, well I'm sorry you do a lot of like tastings <laughs> on on this show so. Yes. Um, are, are, are you much of a whiskey drinker? I used to be, but I don't, I'm sober now. You're sober now. Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about whiskey then because... You can talk about whatever you want. I love whiskey. I love scotch. Sure. Uh, bourbon, all of it. We're, I, mean, I, I in... was never a big tequila drinker, oh. but everything else I would drink. Gin, less so. Sure. I, would, I would stay with your browns and your whites. So, uh, you know, vodka and bourbon. Toward the end... And my, I mean, the end of my drinking career, which was a terrible ending. Um, <laughs> Oof. I got a DUI. And so, did folks, you really? Yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, do yeah. not drink and drive, folks. Please. Yes. Please don't. Sure. I, and, was, and, and I was voted scumbag of the week by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. I'm not kidding. It sounds like a joke, but it's true. No. And guess what? I was a scumbag. Thank God that a higher power uh, forced me to run over a curb and pop my Goodness tires. Goodness gracious. And that ended it. Yeah. yeah. So. Thank, thank God, but you know it's the wake up I needed. So sure. I'm all for drinking. Well, we but, and, you know, and that's never the, drinking and driving. That's the thing that we say too is that I mean everything in moderation. Stay and, home. You know, I yeah, absolutely. Ubers, like, come on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, of course we are big fans of everything Very that good. you, you, you have done. Um, <laughs> we, we, I mean, yes, but it's also true. Okay. Um, I don't think that we can get away without talking about Todd Packer for at All least right. a, a moment. Okay. Um, because I do think that even within, like, the, the scope of The Office, he's just... Probably he, the best character, certainly the best actor on the show. I, I cannot disagree I with you I, on yeah. that well, you at can't, all. I'm but holding a mic and you're, <laughs> I've invited you onto my podcast. You're the only person here from The Office. That's right. <laughs> true, I am. What, what was that process kind of like for you getting into the, the world of that show? And uh, They just and offered it to me. They had, they had cast another young man, and it didn't work out. Yeah. And I had been up in Canada shooting Snakes on a Plane. And so they had to move to the next episode. And they're like, oh, shoot, we got to go recast that part. And Steve said, how about Keckner? And I'd known Greg Daniels from a project I'd done before. And so, yeah, they just gave it to me. Yeah. You know, it's based on a, the British version. You right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finchy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. They thought, we need someone terrible for this role. <laughs> and Steve said, how about Keck? 
and here we are. <laughs> we didn't have to look far. Again. Sure enough, it sounded like Steve was actually kind of kicking you in the shins, knocking your, your knees out no, a little bit fun. to I'm get you in there. Actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also my favorite Can we quote actor. you as that? Yes. <laughs> Steve Carell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's if, it's a, if it's a lie, do you use, use one uh, part of the quote, just one single hash? <laughs> I am my favorite actor and Steve Carell's favorite yes. actor. That's, I mean, that's a tall order to be able to say anyway. That yeah. you know, somebody he listens to this podcast religiously. I'm glad that he does. Yeah. yeah. Well, if if he's um, you know, if he'd like to come to Lexington at any point I've too. I've had him on this podcast many times. Yeah. How, what's he like in person? Oh, uh, he's loud <laughs> and rangy. No, Steve's a very sweet, quiet man. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like uh, that's the thing I've always noticed with with Steve Carell is that he's just like the opposite of yeah. Michael I, Scott. One of the most talented guys I've. Ever yeah, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. We didn't Carell come here to. Carell is insanely talented. We didn't come here to talk about Steve Carell though. A, we're, we're with Steve Dave Carell, Kettner. his wife Nancy, and I were on Saturday Night Live together. I knew Carell since back in uh, the '90s at Second City. So Goodness gracious! In Chicago, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you have more of a background in. Improv, sketch then. and improv. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so where I started. Where, where does that kind of fill in? You know, with the, you know, more of the scripted work that you do now. Well, that's that's a longer podcast, but it's basically <laughs> it's all acting to a, a certain point. But sure. it, that's that's state. You know, getting your stage feet. Right. And then getting up, getting confidence, and exploring characters that you create in your head. Then that you might then have that uh, fraction in your head when you want to put that into a character right so you've got a bunch of characters you've created by yourself out of your own head and then some that mold has already been set now you just name it yeah yeah sure i i imagine that it allows you to you know accept and and be more comfortable with scripted parts just because that you kind of already feel like <laughs> you don't have to do half of the work that you're doing with improv you have to do all the work i mean it's you know it's hard to say one thing does another thing for you. For me, sure. it's like you know what I loved to do. Yeah, and uh, I was I was good at it. Still am. I'm the best, actually. You are the best. I'm the best. He is, he's the best actually, podcaster. Carell might be the best. Yeah. I've never seen Steve Carell do an improv set that failed. I've wow. been in many, but not Steve. Steve is just a fucking master. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like you remember, Squid Games you either. Uh, Amad- yeah, yeah. You don't like Squid Game either. Have you seen Amadeus? Oh, yes, of course. And then Solieri, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's so jealous of the genius of Amadeus that he wants to kill him. I'm Solieri to <laughs> Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. 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 Steve Amadeus. Is Amadeus. Well, uh, your sign's falling down here, Dave. He's giving us a very, very weak oh, clip. That's a great <laughs> setup. We need, to find, we need to find All some right. better clips got, for Dave uh, Keckner. Yes. yes, you have people in line. We're All sorry right. that we've kept Thanks for, for so being long. On my podcast. Absolutely, Dave. Thanks. It's been great to meet you. Hey, my name is David Keckner, and this is my bourbon podcast. Whammy! <laughs> Good luck getting that sound down. We're so happy to be talking oh, to yes. Diane Pershing right now, too, who was the voice of Poison Ivy in the Batman oh. animated series, which we talk about quite a lot as one of our favorite shows. Oh, it's of all my time. favorite. It's one of my favorite Batman content. Like, I grew up with this and I compare almost everything to this. Well, Literally. You obviously have excellent taste. Exactly. <laughs> obviously. Yes. yes. So, I, I, I have to ask you first and foremost, what was it like going through that process to, of getting on the show? Was Andrea pretty much just picking you out and saying, I want. I want her to be on the show, or were no, you... No, no, actually, I auditioned. It was wonderful. I had been booked to do an incidental part 
okay. uh, for that particular episode, which was the first one where they introduced Poison Ivy, Pretty Poison. And um, the actress who was supposed to do it was apparently last minute vetoed by the producers. And so that particular episode, um, Andrea just came up to me. She'd worked with me before. Right. And she said, would you like to audition for this? And I said, sure. Because you always say sure. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Especially to Andrea, I feel exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then I, I looked at the picture and I said, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I got her, honey. I got her. And I auditioned. Yeah. And I got it. Well, and I mean, yeah, well, else we wouldn't be talking to you, exactly. I guess. But exactly. It, 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 she was such an integral role, I think, not just as, like, the development of that show and the development of, like, the, the lore of Poison Ivy, but... Also, I feel like she was the base. Like she, everything else is compared to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, do you do you kind of like accept some of that responsibility for who that character has oh, become? Oh no, for no, no! I take no responsibility. <laughs> no, actually, it's the writing. Yeah. yeah, of course. The writing and the and of course the animation. But you did bring her to directing. life. Sure. Yeah. Am I saying that I was good in the role? Yes, I was. I would yes, say you were, were very good. No, in the role. I I actually counted as one of the roles that I feel proudest of having done in. my my entire 40-year career. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, because, see, I got her right away. First of all, she was sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I had done I'll a lot agree. of cosmetic commercials, right? Oh. So I had that voice. Yeah. But she was also a PhD, right? Oh, yeah, you can say so it. So she was smart. Yeah. Well, every time I talk, I sound smart. Everybody yeah. tells me. So I put the sexy voice with a little bit of that kind of brains in it, right? I'm... There we go. I'm we need okay. Right hold on. <laughs> First of all, it's amazing that you just slipped into that so quickly. Piece of cake. Second <laughs> of all, wow. Wow. <laughs> There's something about the. I mean, like the adolescent in me, growing up and watching the show, is like, okay, things yeah. have kind of come yeah. full circle. That yeah. was amazing. Why? Thank you. Goodness it's just gracious. what we do. We, yeah. we we voice over people. Oh, there's somebody. Doing silverware might be, back it, there. might be an issue yeah. behind us. We're not but sure. But anyway, um, we voice over people. That's what we do. We yeah. take sure. automatic voices. We of just course. do it. Yeah. 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 How, how did that role kind of differ from? I mean, you you were on Flash Gordon as well. But oh like, yeah, no, I've the, been, the creation yeah. of that character. Um, I mean, despite the fact that you kind of like knew exactly what you were like, was was yeah. it a, a, a more stereotypical like, I know what I'm going for, or were you just kind of like? I need a little bit more time with her. No, it. no. I really, I don't know why I got her. I mean, she's really evil, you know. <laughs> I mean, she stands for a good cause, but she kills people. Exactly. You know. Yeah. But, no, first of all, I got her. Secondly, the scripts were brilliant. Third, we got to record in a circle. Okay. That's so phenomenal. So other actors were there and we I could was, all talk. I was actually thinking about that. Exactly. Did, were you in the same room with everybody? Not only was I in the same room, but guess who was next to me? Mark Hamill. Oh, I was okay. going to say. All right. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, but she got all stage trained actors. Oh, all wow. of us. All of us were stage trained. In other words, we'd all done a lot of theater. Right, yeah. So we really, really knew about talking to each other and feeding off each other, okay? None of this one person in a booth pretending someone's talking to them. Right. Okay? Yeah. So all of that played into it. And as the time went on, they wrote more complex parts for me because... I'll just say this immodestly because I'm a very good actor. You knew your shit. I did. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah. 
and I was just so grateful to them yeah, for sure. that. Yeah, sure. That's incredible. Yeah. I just, the, the thought of all of that talent being in the room, the same room together, Amazing. is just like mind-blowing to me. I, I mean, like, I, I, can't, I can't even like comprehend the fact that there's just like all of these legends, legends. acting together. Legends. And I, I mean, just uh, Mark Hamill alone. No, Mark Hamill alone, but <laughs> next to me was Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., oh. who was in 77 Sunset Strip, yeah. which right. was in right. my youth. A very big show. Oh, wow. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so on. And and just, and wonderful guest guest stars. Everybody sure. wanted to be, as the time went on, yeah. everybody wanted to be on absolutely. the show. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wanted. It's amazing. So, is, yeah. is it the most talked about project that you've had? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, 40 years as a professional actor, yeah. I've made my living doing this. I've of raised course. my children doing this. But this is the show that they will put it on my gravestone. Yeah. Poison. She was poison Diane ivy. Diane Pershing, poison ivy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. do, do your kids watch it and, oh, and think did. it's... Oh, they did. Sure, but they're older now. Well, yeah, so I have, are we, but... <laughs> I have grandkids, honey. So, I watch, I watch it all the time. I still <laughs> yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, my little granddaughter, she was about five, and I had her watch the show, and she turned to me and she said, Grandma, she's not very nice, is she? <laughs> and I said, no, honey, and she was so much fun to play. Oh, yeah. 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 That's terrific. I, yeah. And I, I, ho I hope that you don't ever get tired of talking about Poison Oh, no, I love it. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, And coming to the cons, which I've only been doing for about five years because I didn't know I had a fan base oh, until yeah. then. You've had a fan Hello. base since well, I was about 10 well, years old. Well, who knew? You know? <laughs> but I, I've been coming to the cons, and I am loving Good. doing Good. this. That's fantastic Good. to hear. Well, we love getting able yes. to talk to you. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time Thank with us. Thank you for asking yeah. me. Absolutely. It was do, you a have a, do you have a favorite snack or dessert? I just want to know. Why, you want to bring me something? I will tomorrow. I'll be back. What do well, you want? Well, honey, let me think. Um, I eat very carefully okay. as I age. <laughs> you look great. Thank you. And I would say that fresh fruit would be fresh the nicest okay, snack for okay. me. Okay. I can there do that. Go. Okay, I can cool. Do that. Thank you, you. All right. Diane, thank you as My well. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Super excited and happy to be welcoming Ray Wise, one of my acting heroes to the podcast. Um, not just because of Twin Peaks, uh, Psych as well, mm. which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Papa mm. Ritter got to stop in with me too. For I'm, a, I'm here bit. for a little bit. <laughs> honored to meet Mr. Wise. Yes. But you, you have had just, I, I would say, years and years and years of just these incredible historic roles that people have latched onto so mm. much. And it's not just the Twin Peaks of it all, which, you know, people, I, I assume is probably the number one thing that people come up to you and, yeah, and speak I think, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one and uh, RoboCop, probably. Oh, right. sure, yeah. Those, those of two. Course, yeah. Right. Of course, but yeah. uh, you, you also, like I said, got to step into the, the world of psych, which is so already just you know, beloved by its hardcore fans and, and everything. How mm -hmm. have you felt about, you know, being a part of everything with, with James and Dulé? And, I mean, <laughs> are, are they just as warm and welcoming about being a part of that community? Yes, the they are. Faces, they so? are that and more. Yeah. They're just, uh, and they're they're both crazy guys. So they're, they're, they're a little insane. They they're a lot like of it. fun to be around. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we always have a great time when we're working together. In fact, wonderful. we have to stop laughing to shoot. You know, it's not... Uh, <laughs> It, it's a very fun set when you're yeah. with those two guys. Yeah. yeah, they're they're wild from all that I, I can tell. Yes, they but, are. But uh, of course, too, um, 
my, my wife and I are in the middle of rewatching How I Met Your Mother mm. right now, too. So yeah. you as Mr. Shabatsky. Robin Sr. <laughs> no, yeah, that's me. Robin <laughs> <Senior>. <laughs> he, he turned me on to How I Met Your Mother, and I turned him on to Twin Peaks. Oh, it was, yeah. a, it was yeah. a trade-off, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Wow. Yeah, but uh, it, you, you've kind of been like this, like, in different phases been like a part of all these different little worlds that we've kind of latched onto. You wouldn't, you wouldn't so necessarily crazy. equate Leland Palmer with Robin uh, well, Senior. Well, they, 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 <laughs> they have some of those same ticks in some ways, I, I would say. But That's good. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm being slightly generous, I think, when I say that. But yeah. at, at the very least, it, it's just, it, you, you have been, and I, I think I'm, I'm gushing a little bit more than I am interviewing, but mm. you, you have just kind of been a part of, like, all of these different moments yes. in pop culture that, that we have enjoyed. And so I, I thank you for that, first and foremost. Oh, thanks, but thanks. it's just, it's very, very cool to see that you have this staying power, and you have had this staying power for years and years and years. And it's yeah. just, you know, it, it's like, no matter what you are doing, it seems to be timeless. But My, yeah, yeah, you know, the first movie I made was way back in 1969. I was four. Oh, wow. I, I was I was very much not born yet. But. I mean, uh, when were you born? Ninety-three. There you go. I yeah. Have, I have shoes older than you. So do I. <laughs> That's okay. But I mean, the the fact though that you know, as a twenty-eight-year-old, I can hop onto all of these things mm -hmm. that you have done. It's just so exciting and invigorating to me, and I just love your. your did you like so. Reaper when I when I did Reaper? You haven't seen I Reaper. Seen Reaper. I haven't seen Reaper. Oh, no. Well, we I was I, I played the devil for two seasons <laughs> oh. on the CW network. You got to Ray. Tune I don't think that. I can imagine you as the devil. Oh, you I are. mean, I know you played Leland, but <laughs> you got to turn it. You have to watch. Okay. It. I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Make sure that he watches I will do that. that. Okay. I, I will do that. Um, he's, he's the one that's apparently trying to get me into everything else that you do yes. too. So I'll be happy to do um, that. But. You will love Reaper. I, I, love I promise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I do a re re rewatch every every summer of The Return. Uh, it, um, season one was my favorite, but I do love The Return a whole lot. Um, the most disturbing episode to me was uh, when Leland killed Maddie. That that's hard as hell to watch. Oh but, man! But I'm sure it was hard for you as well. It was a day. An extraordinary day, and, and uh, sh that poor girl, she died uh, many, many times that day. <laughs> she sure did, I'm sure. At, at the hands of three different people. I apologize for laughing. Bob got yeah. her, and, and uh, Ben Horn, yeah. and me. We yeah. all three uh, killed Maddie that day only because they didn't even want the crew to know who the real killer was. Oh. You know? Wow. Oh, that's... That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? How how has that kind of led to the the camaraderie between everybody within the Twin Peaks world? I mean, did you kind of feel like you were a part of a like just a family who was all kind of like we're in this together, despite the fact that you know we don't always know what the the future holds? Yeah, so, yeah, we were all you know, very close, very yeah. tight knit group. But I was uh, I was praying that. It, it, I wasn't it, I, that I wasn't the killer of my own daughter, you know, because I, I had sure. a little baby girl at the time. Uh, uh, she, she was only about a year or two old, and I, oh uh, that whole idea of my killing my own daughter was anathema to me. I, I have an 18-month-old right and, now yeah, myself. So. And, and, I, and I felt, uh, oh, God, if this is me, I don't know what I, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Yeah. And, uh, 
and I, you know, I had it bothered me for many, many weeks. Oh, I'm sure. And, um, I'm sure that's tough. We're... And it did happen that it 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 was me, but they, but David explained it to me, you know, thoroughly, and uh, he he smoothed out smoothed it out for me a little bit, and finally conned me into the whole liking sure. the whole situation. What, wow. What's that process of working like somebody as brilliant as David Lynch like? I mean, is, is it just, you know, you kind of are stepping into his world or you feel like he's he's kind of bringing you in, like kind of ushering you in, like, I'm going to take care of you throughout all of this. Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah. And, and uh, bringing all of us into his world, he does it very, in a, in a kind of a gradual way. Sure. And, and it's it's not always very apparent. Right. He has a, he has a very, um, how shall I say, he, he he's very low key, you know, for the most part, and the the set, his sets are are usually very low key, and everybody is having a, a good time, you yeah. know, and uh, never never a lot of uh, tension, you know. Um, Th- that becomes apparent in the scenes as you're doing them. Of course, that, yeah. yeah that, but in between. But it's a it's a light switch that you flip. Yeah, on yeah, and off. yeah. On and off, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like Leland Bob, you know. Well, of course. And interesting thing about metaphor. that, yeah. you know, I always, I always felt like Leland. I never felt like Bob, even when I was doing Bob. Mm-hmm. I sure. Was, sure. I was still Leland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hard to I, hard to explain. No, but, no, no. Yeah, I totally yeah. understand. When, yeah. when the idea of the of the return came around. Were you like, oh no, or were you all in? Oh, I was all in, but I, but I wanted me to be all in. Right. I wanted, sure. I wanted more. Right. Sure. You know. Sure. Was there, was there in fact, that was I, left I, out? I suggested to David. I said, well, I know, I realize I'm dead, but. Um, <laughs> well, so was Laura. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I, uh, you probably didn't know that Leland had a twin brother named Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Palmer, and he's going to come to town and find out what the hell happened to his brother Leland. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from him in 30 yeah, years. What's going on around I, here? I thought, boy, that's a, there's a great story like there, David. There you go. <laughs> have there been... Have oh, there been he, some... uh, he shook his head and he said, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Ray, you know. Uh, I read it by Frost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let, let Mark Frost take right. care of all that. Yeah. Wait, it, have there been talks about a season four? Would you come back for a season oh, four? Everybody talks season? about a season yeah. four, but well, I, I don't in, think... Internally. Uh, I don't know. You know, that was such a... That was about 18 or 19 months of sure. shooting for David, and uh, yeah. you know that's wearing. Uh, guys, guys get up to be my age, you know, sure. and David's. You know, we're about the same age, sure. and uh, that's uh, that's a that's a grind, you know, and especially sure. yeah. when you're directing. It's it's hard enough to act, you know, yeah. in something like that, but when you're directing. That's a real grind. So, so what I'm hearing is that it's more likely to see a CW reboot of Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh no, no. Folks, if I could tell you the face the that Ray Wise just right made. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's not Perry Ritter. Why'd you even say that? Well, I mean, they did Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. But <laughs> nothing, you, nothing against Riverdale, <laughs> but no. You know, I no. I just jumped in here because I've got a couple of Twin Peaks questions to ask, but we filming... should wrap up before yeah, too long. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to do some signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally got Fire Walk with me after everything. Oh, good. You know, but oh, good. And um, which I think it's brilliant. It is. I think it's David's masterpiece. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Well, that's 
that's my two cents. There we go. Well, I like your two cents, and I, I'll raise you two. <laughs> Cheers. Ray, thank you so much for thank talking you. with us. Oh, really hey, my pleasure. It. We appreciate it. We could have gone on and on for hours with for you. For hours. People, but, uh, yeah. You, you talk to your folks, and thank you so much. Really. Well, I'll be back that's next year, and I'll see you then. Well, we'll be back that's tomorrow. A, that's okay. 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 Yeah, we're, we're here tomorrow. We'll, we'll do a couple of minutes. Too. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Man. We are under the wire, but we're definitely going to get this in before before we get cut off. But we're super happy to welcome Harry from Thank you, Harry. Twin Peaks. Andy, the sheriff's deputy. That's me. Is just I we we talk about just the the fact that you are like this character within Twin Peaks, who's kind of like in the back seat, but also driving the car at the same time. Like Andy is just so critical to, to Twin Peaks. How have you kind of like dealt with the the legacy of him? over the, the past 30 years? Well, I, I don't really feel like I have a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like this man of a certain age living down in Texas. But, um, <laughs> um, well, I guess there's a legacy on the film, right? But, uh, sure. Um, well, I think it's fantastic because that's David Lynch's character. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's David Lynch's creation. Yeah. Your your character in in the return just evolved, just out of nowhere. I mean, I remember the first time I saw you on you know on the screen, and I was like, great, great, Andy's back. But it wasn't the same Andy, and I like that. How you know after 25 years of being away, how you had matured as your your character matured. Yeah, and you know, I I had no idea the character was going to be like that. And of course, you know, you're kind of thinking, ah, 25 years later, who is he? What's he going to do? Right. And, and of course, I didn't have any guidelines for sure. that. But, you know, I trusted him when we started getting the lines. But yeah, Andy really did uh, change. I think he kind of became a man. Yeah, I think so sure. too. And, yeah, yeah, that's a good way. And of he know, became a man. Yeah. The, the scene, the scene with the fireman, is probably. Well, it's it's the most to me. Oh, it's the he, most important scene in in Twin Peaks: The Return. Well, that's what I think. Yes, I I, I think because you get a lot of answers in that scene, and I do want to tell you that um, I was in Texas, and Mr. Lynch flew me in for one day after I had wrapped everything. Right, oh, okay. Right, right. I was about I was thought you were about to say you did everything in a day. No, oh, after, no. after I did two weeks, he <laughs> flew me in for one day to do that scene. And uh, I did the scene, and of course, you know, it was so magical doing it because we were in this huge cavernous room. Right, and, right. And uh, when I went home, my family said, well, wow, how was it? And I said, well, you know, my character either died or I'm the hero. <laughs> because I, I did not know what that scene was because we didn't know sure. the story. Sure. But I honestly thought that. That's incredible. That's, that's crazy. That, that's we, we were just talking with Ray as well about just the, the process of working with somebody like minutes. David Lynch and that, like, you, you just kind of have to trust that he's going to be your he's gonna guide you all the yeah. way through. And he is. I mean, yeah. he's like power steering. You know, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. That. We, are, we are very honored to have you and we Absolutely. thank you very much well, for taking I'm, your time to talk to us so thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely it's been great chatting with you we're gonna let you go so you can chat to everybody else as well but harry thank you so much okay, we'll see you tomorrow I'll, yeah. I'll see you guys around cool. okay we'll All be right. around thank too you. so we can at least see how crazy kimmy is <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait thank you so excited now to get to talk with dana ashbrook old bobby from 
from Twin Peaks. Yeah, old, yeah. old Bobby. <laughs> old Bobby who finished up in the sheriff's office where he started <laughs> the first episode. In. That's true. That's true. What, what was that like for you coming back around full circle with that character once you got to the return? Uh, it was, you know, it was a big surprise to, to find out what they had planned for, for Bobby's character. And, and, uh, and I had no idea going in what it was going to be like at all. Sure. I had no clue what my character would be or anything. So uh, when I, I heard that I was going to be a cop, I thought it was uh, really cool and interesting. And then, you know, as it <laughs> kind of proved out, Bobby turned out okay. So sure, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun to play that, you know, kind of more mellow version of the earlier Bobby. Right, right. How much of, like... like, like <laughs> I just thought it, of something. Was it yeah. really easy for you to kind of step back? I know that it's, you know, 25 years after you initially played him, but was it a pretty easy shoe to step back into once you got back with David and, and Kyle and everybody? Yeah, I think maybe the first day I was, you know, kind of shuffling my feet a little too much, and, and David was like, you know, you know... <laughs> Not you're not 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 so not so weird anymore. So I was like, okay, okay, I got you. I, I, I am got kind you. of I am kind of sensing this theme now that we we talked to Harry and Ray, Ray excuse me before we talked with you, that none of y'all really knew what you were getting into. I don't when think you signed they, up for the they had no idea. Is oh, that no. true? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> nothing. I mean, I I knew my scenes, sure, uh, because I I'd read them. Uh, but I heard about it first from Machen because I was living in New I live in New York and, and Machen was in LA and she got to go read the scene so sure. she read right. the scene in the diner yeah. so she was able to kind of say hey you're a cop and and we're you know doing our thing so right uh, but yeah I I didn't know anything other than that I mean the script was you know like sure. ten inches thick and I would only see it when I was on the set you know? <laughs> Dana you're you're seeing um, you're seeing outside of the diner. With the little girl in the car, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that was just one of the craziest scenes in the whole uh, third season. Yeah, and um, I still I, I still get chills thinking about that. You yeah. know, when the girl like, oh, kind of levitates a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and vomiting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, sparkle taking over. <laughs> it was a very strange. That whole thing was a very strange night. Yeah. So you actually had to film that? What? Like it wasn't on a set or anything? You no, were actually no, no, it was out right in the. The, the double R, it was right there. On that That's road. incredible. Yeah, and she was screaming. That poor lady had to scream so much. She was she was a local acting teacher, I think. Wow. Um, wow. But she screamed so much, and um, you know, it was a, it was it was a whole big you know yeah it was a big choreography of the whole thing with the yeah car, of the course car right coming in and all the stuff. So David, before the scene happened, he took us all around a table and we drew up, he drew up a map of the area and showed where all the cars and people were going to be and the sure. little kid and the, the couple and all the people. And um, so he kind of mapped it out and then they lit it and then we shot it that night. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, wow. man. I, I have to ask you too about the the character that you played almost preemptively um, in Psych before <laughs> you all, re, you know, did the, the big Twin Peaks right. reunion. But what, what was the, I mean, what was the pitch initially for you guys as you were going into Psych? Was it just kind of like we're celebrating Twin Peaks, or yeah. was there? Well, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, Rodé, James Rodé, the lead kid in Psych, is a, a good friend of mine, and he's a huge Twin Peaks fan. Yeah, and and so was the director of that, Matt Matt Shack, right. Shackman, yeah. who, who did a bunch of awesome Game of Thrones yeah. uh, episodes. Anyway, Matt is awesome, and so they're huge Twin Peaks people. So they just jammed it full as much as they could of Twin Peaks tribute stuff. It, 
And it was great. It's a heck of a watch. It was like he wanted to just get me and Machen up there to do an episode, uh, just as just not related to Twin Peaks. And then uh, it turned into this Twin Peaks thing. And then Machen couldn't do it, and so everybody that you saw out there. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was super fun. I mean, you know, it was great to see everybody. I, I hadn't seen Cheryl or Cheryl Lynn for a while, so it was nice to see everybody. And Don't take offense to this, but when you cried when you saw Laura's picture, <laughs> when, when you were first on, you went back and saw her picture and you were crying. In the return? Yeah, in the yeah, return. Yeah. And Dane... Our son, my son, his brother, Dane, and I just lost it. We were laughing so hard. Really? Wow, and, wow. See, that's good. That's what you should. That's and, what, that, that's I mean, like, I, I laugh when... Uh, I thought it was a very tender Sarah, moment. It is tender. Sarah Palmer uh, screams at the fact that her daughter's dead. Yeah. And that makes me you laugh. Scream, you laugh for that, too. Uncomfortably laugh. Sure. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh-oh. That perfectly makes sense. We're done. Are we, oh, we've hit the five minutes. Sorry. Five-minute mark. All right. Five, Dana Ashbrook, thank, you, thank Dana. you so much. Oh, you guys, thank, thank you, you so much. Great chat with you. I am incredibly excited to be chatting with Nick Maley, that Yoda guy. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Nick, you have basically been doing all of the the Yoda construction and the puppetry and everything for Star Wars, for Yoda, since Empire Strikes Back. Correct? Well, actually, that's not true. Well, um, okay. When you say I did all, uh, all the, okay. at that point, it stops being true because <laughs> I didn't do all of anything on Empire Strikes Back, but I was a key contributor. Okay. Um, there were several, I mean, obviously, we talk about my boss, Stuart Freeborn. I think of him as being Yoda's dad. Right. Uh, the illustrators, they were the sperm donors. Um, and uh, Wendy Midner, who came from the Muppets, right. and myself, we delivered the baby with help from guys from the radio control department. So, so you were the uh, you were the delivery nurse for yeah, more or for less. Yoda. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. So, so what about it then? Is has been the the staying power for you with with Yoda? Because I mean, clearly, of course, you are that Yoda guy. So, right. but, you know, how how are people well, seeing you as? And and where do you kind of you know? fit into that grander equation. First of all, let's just cover that Yoda guy. I'll explain <laughs> to you how that happened, right? It wasn't a self-proclaimed nickname. It wasn't, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, you know, there's a, a number of people that were involved in building Yoda. Right. Arguably, they're all Yoda guys, right? <laughs> um, I, I've got a museum in the Caribbean, in the island of St. Martin, and we're the most popular activity on the, in the country, basically, largely because of all the cruise ships that come by. Right. And they tell people about me, and they, you know, we might have 25,000 people getting off ships in a day. Sure. So it's like having a Comic Con, I won't say every day, but uh, at Pretty least close. three times a week. Sure. Um, and so they would do lectures on the ship and say, oh, you ought to go there because that's unusual and you ought to go there and you should go and see Nick Maley. He's the guy. And they show this picture of me working on the radio-controlled version of Yoda. Right. So all these people, they get off the ship. They can't remember the name of my business where I am. <laughs> they can't remember the name Nick Maley. And they keep walking up to locals saying, where's that Yoda guy? So, That's the best way to get a and nickname. They, and, the, and the locals didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Because <laughs> Star Wars doesn't mean a lot to them, right? Right, right. Uh, and if they did, they don't even know I'm there half the time. So sure. we put that Yoda guy on the outside of the building so that the locals would know what they were talking about. 
and it stuck. That was that's how I got to be that Yoda guy. <laughs> but you you kind of took it in stride though, as you know. Well, I, yeah, I of course I kind of like being that Yoda guy, you know. <laughs> Although I would have been happy to be the Highlander guy or the Superman guy sure. or or any of those other movies that well, I made. Well, let's back up then and talk about Superman because I mean, still that is maybe now the most iconic superhero movie. I mean, it was literally what made people believe a man can fly right. in cinematic, the cinematic Yeah, and universe. they used a lot of blue screen on that, which sure. was the forerunner to green screen. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, I guess we missed out the first part of that, which was a shame. <laughs> I thought it was going well. Uh, <laughs> you might have done some of it, but yeah, uh, right. well, uh, we, we should probably tell people too, we're in the midst of you recording a documentary yeah. about Yoda, right? Yeah, this and is actually the first day that we got a, a, a serious crew shooting some of that. And the idea was that we, it is a documentary that relates to the building of Yoda, but it's also, um, it's more than that. It's not me sitting down telling you what other people did. Uh, it's me going on a journey to find those people after 40 years right. and sitting down with them and letting them tell their story in their own words. Right. So, because I always say history is like a, an event, any event. Yep. They, There's an event happening right near us. There <laughs> is, right, yeah. I don't know. I think the, the uh, hooligans have arrived or yeah. something, right? Anyway. Um, you know, an event is like a house, and everybody sees it from standing outside looking through a different window. They're all looking at the same house, but they see it from different angles and right. different perspectives. And it's uh, the only way you really get the 100% the, the truth is to talk to them all and, and yeah. combine their combined images, because I wasn't right. in the radio control shop while they were building the radio control stuff. Yeah. So they've got stories that I don't have. Sure. And Wendy, who, who was so important to um, the, the fabrication of the body and, uh, and also was influential on the final design, um, she was down on set when I wasn't. She's got a million stories that I don't right. have. So right. So what what about your involvement with uh, the Last Jedi? What was what was that like for you? Um, I didn't actually do the Last Jedi. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, that was done by a completely different team. You know, when you're getting older and you're not in the studio, no one's going to ask you to be head of department on a $200 million project <laughs> because they don't know if you're having a heart attack or they don't know if you're having a nervous breakdown. Making movies can be very tough balance sure. of time and politics and yeah. schedules and other things. And right. nervous breakdowns and heart attacks actually do happen sure, of course uh, along do. the way. And so, I, you know, I'm sitting in the Caribbean drinking pina coladas. So they... they they, they had a bunch of other people to do that. Well, it's nice, though, that you, you came out from the Caribbean to see Lexington, Kentucky and, and come and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, well, I haven't been here before. And, but, you know, one of the problems with all of these events is, you know, I fly in the day before. I should see something, except I arrived at the hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> then I do the events. It ends on a Sunday. 
oh, what am I going to do? I've got Sunday night free. Oh, no, I haven't. I've got to pack everything. You've got to fly okay. back, yeah. So I pack everything, and then I'm out of the hotel at 4 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> get back on the plane. So unfortunately, I'm not going to see as much of Kentucky as I would have liked. That's a shame. Come back sometime, and we'll, we'll show you around, and we'll drink some bourbon together. And, okay. You know? Because that's what that's what we mainly do for the show too. It's bourbon and pop culture. But, okay. You know, it would be great to, you know, what would Yoda drink if he was drinking? <laughs> uh, one of those one of those um, uh, uh, green cocktails, you know, <laughs> with. Uh, it would have to be. It'd have to be yeah. for sure. He seems Margar like a, a, like a, a lime margarita or something. <laughs> I've always considered him more of a gin and tonic guy myself. No, I don't think he would be that. You don't no, think gin and no, tonic? no, no. Gin and tonic—that's uh, that's <laughs> that's too Dickensian for him. <laughs> Nick, it's been great talking to you. Thank cool. you so much. Cannot wait to see the documentary as well. What's it? What's the name of it, by the way? We don't know yet. Don't um, know yet. Okay. We're 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 walking a fine line, so we're not quite sure exactly what we'll call it but that's okay you'll stay in touch through the through our facebook absolutely and you'll know when it comes out you Looking can tell everybody to it thank All you right. nick appreciate it thank you and we're back i have no idea because we are recording this part you know a little inside baseball for everybody um separately we, we aren't actually recording this after who knows what happened just i now. have no idea it could have been amazing and we, or we could have been kicked out. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> There's literally no in-between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen. Either way, we're back. We are back. And it is time for us to do a little bitty old review. A little bitty review here. Um, oh, look. I did have the hat. Oh, my hat. My Funko Pop hat. I still want to find... A Funko Pop accessory that's an anime hair, so I can put it on my. We've got to, we've got to find the place. There has to be one. Yeah, so we got sent a sample bottle of the new Old Fitz release from oh, Heaven yes. Hill, seventeen years old, bottled and bond, of course, uh, one hundred and eighty-five dollars. I tried this before. All right, well, I tried it as soon as I got it. I got a little nip, pretty much, and. I it I think that we need to review this because people are going to be interested in what this is because it is the oldest old fits. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I brought some sixteen if we want to compare. Okay. So. So the the nosing and everything's going to be a little different than it would be if this we were is coming the bourbon. Out of the this is just the average straight up like you pour something for somebody and they take a drink review. Absolutely. So nothing fancy. I mean, this is kind of a fancy bottle. It's very fancy. It's probably <laughs> one of the fanciest bottles. We have done this so backwards. <laughs> fanciest bottle, simplest review. Right. There we go. Yes. Fancy bottles and simple reviews. I like that. I like that too. I can. I can actually smell it pretty good. Out I can. Of this I can too. I um. It's a little fruity. Kind of syrupy on the nose. But it, it's not like it's not as big of a nose as I would have expected from a seventeen year old no, no, whiskey. No, 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 no. It's not oaky at all. It's almost like um kind of like a jelly bean bag. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like con confectionary sugar, sweet, candy on the nose. I don't mind the nose at all, honestly. 
I think the palate is really where this suffers, though. Oh, there's no love from Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> you are a much bigger nerd than I am. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just. Well, I keep. I mean, and it's okay. I'm not. I'm not calling you out or anything. No, it's no, just, no. It's the fact. I've just watched a lot of anime. <laughs> okay, on the palate though, it's completely different. It's more, it's more grainy. I was gonna say. Like, am, it, am I? Am I? It doesn't taste like a weeder. It's like corn grain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Usually the weeders I get really sweet, but maybe that's the age of it. I don't know. It's like, um, oh my gosh, what is that? It's almost got a popcorn note. A little bit, yeah. Kind of buttery. Caramel corn. Yeah. Like you get the popcorn, but but very light drizzle of uh, like Cracker Jack type stuff. It does not taste that old. There's no oak on that. I'm getting a little bit of oak. Not a whole lot. I don't but get a lot. I don't know if it's my glass, but I don't get a lot. Like, this is... Hmm. I still think that, like, the 14- and 15-year-old releases that they put out were It's got money. Like, the 15 is the best. Like, I have a 15. I should have brought that because that's probably... But I wanted to do the uh, the um, the year before, but... God, it's got this aftertaste that's just weird yeah. on this. Oh, yes. Now we're popping. <laughs> I love it. That's a good sign that we need to get moving so we can oh. get to work. There's mm. not a lot of finish either. There's no finish. I, I mean, it, it's. I'm getting a little bit of a finish, but not. It's pretty. It's pretty tame. There, the nose is great. I love the nose. It's jelly beans. The palate starts out good. I'm like, is this Cracker Jack? And then it, there's this just weird like aftertaste that I don't enjoy. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's kind of a, like, I don't even really know the right word for it. But it does kind of have that weird, like, your mouth is not reacting well to yeah, like it's like, what oh. you just had. Yeah. And it's not even like a sour where you're like, oh, you get used to it. It's very like just, Ugh, I don't know, don't know about this. <laughs> it's like your body's kind of rejecting yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Like, I hate that that's how this particular one turned out to be. But like, I mean, I don't know. These batches have been so hit or miss, which I think is Really unfortunate because I feel like this could be a consistently good product. This, the way the bottle is when it comes out, this should should be like in the rankings of like the top like with your B tax and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. And it just isn't. I could it, not put this up against the WLW and be like whatever because not, not, not this, this one, not this one. But like the like we said, the fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, I think those could easily fall in line. I remember there was an 11-year-old batch, too. Didn't you get that? I think so. They've had a couple of 11-year-olds and a couple of 9-year-olds. And then they had the 8. The 8's the youngest one. Yeah. Right? And the 8 was actually pretty good. You want to try the 16 from 2020? I, I, I kind of would like to. All right. Yeah. I'm sure I have a sample of it somewhere, but it's been so long. This was a... Um, 
this was like a pandemic deal because it was like you could only you could get it online to begin with. So oh, I had to order right. it online, and then I went to a drive-through in Bardstown. Yeah, at the at, at Heaven Hill and picked it up. But I could you couldn't even go in. You had to yeah. like drive through and pick it up. Right. Weird time. Yeah. Very weird. I'm so happy it's over. <laughs> For real, dude. I, like, I, I'm I'm not saying that. I don't know. This is a completely different conversation. But it's it's just nice to uh, have things getting back Listen, to normal. No joke. Like my to see my kids go to school without having to put a mask on in the morning. Like we're never. And this is not me saying we're like anti-mask. We I, I work at a hospital. I wore masks like every time I had to. But like. Just knowing that they were allowed to go to school without a mask was so nice. They were so happy. Dash, he's in second grade. Like, he doesn't even remember going to school. How is that kid in second grade? He's bigger than Eli. I was going to say, he seems like he should be in, like, fourth. (laughs) He's second. He's eight years old, dude. He's probably, he's my tallest, biggest kid, strongest and like he's not even the one that wants to play sports. The most creative, most creative acting, you know, all this stuff. But he was so happy because he hadn't even seen his class. He's not been to school without a mask. It's crazy, man. Just happy that things are finally feeling like they used to again. Yeah, it's it's fun. I like it. Yeah. So a little bit of sixteen year old. 16-year-old, okay? 2020. Can I just finish this? Yeah. No, I, I put like two ounces in it, so one ounce for each of us or so. Um, so this was 2020, 16. Oh, it's such a better nose. <laughs> mm. It's like pancakes. Pancakes on the nose. Not even when you've got the syrup. It's just straight up like a fresh battered pancake. Oh, Oh, going back to the 17, I actually. So it's actually kind of good. The palette on the 16 is very light. Yeah, the 17 actually is a lot fuller. Yeah. Huh. I wasn't anticipating that. I think I like the nose on the 16. I like that pancake bakery nose. But the 16. I have a 15, too, and the 15 blows both of these out of the water. Yeah. But I will say the 16 tastes like a older weeded bourbon. Yeah, it does. But once you once you go back to the 17, though, it actually kind of turns into more of like a rye bourbon. That's what I said. Yeah, like there was no... like I just, it's, I, not, it's not super sweet. That 17 does not seem like a weeded bourbon. No. I get corn and rye. Oh, yeah. This is like recording a bourbon and beyond. I like this. (laughs) We need to do this more often. I'm enjoying this. Just you wait until once it gets to be festival season. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. Dude, I'm so excited. So excited. All right. Let's go ahead and do our uh, our review of this. Nose palette, finish, and price. Each category is out of five. Final score is out of 20. Having to talk louder now that the music's playing over top of those two. There you go. That's the game room, I think. They're getting down in the Dang. game room. Yeah. What are they playing? Magic. The, uh, magic, I think. Yeah. Some Yu-Gi-Oh. I should have brought my Gen One, Gen Two Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh my god. So I could play with people. Oh, dude. And then and then everybody's like, 
What are you doing? Yeah. Why? Come Why on, do you only have two cards? So. Grandpa. <laughs> You're building your deck around a dark magician? Are you kidding me? Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I get called a boomer for the Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah. that I play. <laughs> That's so funny to me. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what are the first 101 Pokemon? Uh, 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 Pikachu? Mew, Mew, Mewtwo? Mewtwo? Uh, boomer. boomer. <laughs> Fucking Boomer. That's so funny to me. Anyway. All right, what do you give the sign of the nose? Uh, uh, 3.5. I'm going with a 2.5. Damn. Yeah. It's, I think I like the nose. I did. I could tell I like the nose a lot better. Yeah. I, I just think that it falls a little flat. I, like, uh, consistently, I think this falls flat. Like, it's not. And, and, I mean, again, after comparing it to the 16 year from 2020, I I like it slightly better than I did before, but I don't think that that's the way that I need to gauge right. how much I like this in general or just, you know, the overall quality of it. Um, but it is nice knowing that, you know, there are some very distinct differences and similarities between yeah. the two. So, um, yeah, 2.5 for me on the nose. Palette. Palette's rough, dude. <laughs> it's it's a rough one, but I don't I don't hate it. I think the bad thing is it was it took us drinking something y- else for something it to show itself. For it to yeah. Show. yeah. Um, I th- I think I'm gonna have to give it a two. Dude, I just tapped in two for I've mine. I've got to give it a two. I'm and the same. I, the 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 finish though, where it's just kind of non-existent. I mean, there's a little bit of a finish. But it's what it is is just kind of there, I guess. Um, it's like a one point five. I I mean it it's just it's a very bland seventeen year old weeded bourbon. It shouldn't be this bland. Just go ahead and finish on the press. As far as value goes, I mean like it's still a good value. Like, I mean, you know, you are essentially pay- paying 10 years per, geez, Louise, <laughs> 10 years per, you know, a, or per, wait, $10 per year. How much are you paying for this bottle, though? The actual glass. I mean, like, once you get out of the store, if it's at MSRP, it's like $200. But I'm saying, like, when you break it down from, like, whiskey, like, this has to be an Oh, the glass, glass. the glass is what you're. It's a decanter. Yeah, that's what you're paying for more yeah. than anything. Um, but I, but I like this series. Like, it's not that I dislike what is going into this series. It's just, I want it to be better. Like, <laughs> I just, I want more, yeah, more significant products to, it to come should out be. of it. Yeah, it absolutely should be. It should be. be. Um, <sighs> I'm going to give it a three. All things, all things considered, at the very least, you're making an invent, an, an invention. You're, <laughs> you're creating something out of nothing. You're the creator. You're inventing. You're making an investment. <laughs> you're making an invention. By buying one of these bottles because, I mean, essentially, like... It, it, you can use it as a decanter after you're done that's with true. the whiskey it's that's in It's at least there. a $50 decanter. 
Oh, for sure. At least. At least $50. Um, but if the product inside is not as good, yeah. that's that's just, you know, <laughs> there are other things that you could pick up. I went, Prettier bottles. I went well, I went a 3.5 of the nose, and then I went twos for the rest. Yeah. The palette is just there. There's nothing crazy that sticks out. The finish, like you said, there's not there's a little bit, but not enough to warrant a limited release. And the cost they brought the cost up. Like it's not at the ten dollars per year. Yeah. So I, I and I don't two, I don't know so. the reasoning behind that. I mean there could be something particular that they did with that. Um but yeah, I mean overall this is unfortunately a nine out of twenty for me. I gave it a nine point five. So you'd like it ever so slightly. I didn't even more think than I, like I do. It more than you. I don't know. <laughs> you might have been more generous than I was. I think, it, uh, yeah. I, like you said, like you you hit it on the head. Like I want to like this more. Like this. And do you old, think you're the being... old Fitz label in this bottle shape, limited? Yeah. Like this should be like blowing me away. You know what I mean? Like this should be like. All right, this rivals a ton of stuff, and it's yeah. just not. Do you think that you're being more forgiving of it than I am? I just think I like the nose more <laughs> by by a a half a point. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm about I, to it, bring it, bring freaking Hunter X Hunter over here and just have them try it and be like, "What do you think about it?" <laughs> We're gonna be known as the guys who share whiskey with everybody at Comic Con. I wish <laughs> I want to be known as that guy. But like, give, it, give it time. Yeah, I just it's just it's such a nice bottle. It's such a limited release. It's such well known. It just doesn't live up to it when you taste it. Yeah, which sucks. But I guess that's that's just how it goes sometimes. That's where we are. Yeah. So I, I we do appreciate Heaven Hill sending us the yes uh, we do the sample though. But we're also we want to be honest with them. Yeah, of course. Know. Yeah, we we never are like when we get sent samples. Trying to like talk as as good about it as we can, so that we can continue to get more. I mean, if I'm doing something or you're doing something, we want us to be honest with each yep. other. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same way. Like, let's be honest. Like, yep. maybe maybe next year when they do an 18 or a whatever, maybe it'll be better. 21 year old old fits. Yeah, I'll definitely try. 23 year old old fits. Yeah, they need to. Do they that. call it. Oh, <laughs> they need to go straight up like old fits Van Gerald. They need to go straight up. Dragon Ball Z style, head to head, fifteen episode fights with Pappy. They need to. I'm down. You imagine the hop you'd get behind that? I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. All right. You want to do some tips and bits, and yeah, then get out of here bits. so we can enjoy Comic Con. So last week I did YouTube tips and bits, but this week I've got movie Movies. tips and bits. So if you have a Netflix subscription. Which you probably do. Party foul. Um, I think somebody just dropped something. Oh man, there's a cyberpunk guy. Um, I watched Ryan Reynolds' movie. The Adam oh, did you watch the Adam Project? Yes. <sighs> and I think it's okay. This movie is not going to just blow you away. That guy's a soul stealer. Oh, he's definitely. Watch out. Dude's punk rock. That's what it said on the back of his jacket. Soul Stealer. I like this. Sorry, go ahead. The Adam Project. <laughs> the Adam Project. So you need to watch this if you just want a straight-up feel-good movie. Ryan Reynolds is doing his normal, like, 
Ryan Reynolds. Ron Reynolds. <laughs> man, I'm a man crushing on Ron Reynolds stuff. And it's a it's kind of like a time travel movie. Like Ron Reynolds from the future meets Ron Reynolds from the past. Which by the way, who of us hasn't thought about what that right. would be like? Like what would my older self do if I met my younger self? Like, like I always do that thing where I'm like, all right, if in the future time travel is real, come back to this moment. Right. Show up right now. And it's not it's not the whole like back to the future thing where you're where they're worried about meeting their past. Like he's straight up I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like it's not like he's trying to avoid it. Like he goes yeah. back home. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I would do absolutely do the same for thing. For a next Netflix movie, this is a great watch. You can watch it with your family. It's not like it's just a good sci fi time travel movie. I definitely recommend. Yeah. I, I want to check it out. I still have not seen Free Guy either. It's good, too. Yeah. It's the same way. Like, Free Guy, to me, is just, it's not amazing, but it's something that is, like, Netflix-level movie style. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, the new um, Disney Plus, the Pixar. The oh, Turning Red? Turning Red. Yeah. It's good, too. Like I, I enjoyed it. It's set in like the late nineties, oh, early two cool. thousand. So like the little, the main when, character, she's like, she's like into like a Backstreet Boy band. That's cool. And it's like kind of like a period piece where she's literally like, she's turning that age. She's going through puberty. She's going through puberty. Yeah, it's a, it's a metaphor. Yeah, and people are all <laughs> tore up about like, oh my god, they showed the little girl. Uh, they showed tampons or pads like it's it's sorry that that's a part of life and something that everybody goes through it represents a young girl going through puberty going growing up and it's set in like this like um kind of like this chinese culture and there's a curse on the family to where at some sort of age like they turn into this red panda yeah i think it's great all my kids loved it from addison to dash it's a great movie don't and the rest and the rest. There's one more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's it's a great family movie. It's good. It's fun, and it's going to hit f- with your kids. It's going to hit with you because it's set in a time where you know kids were. They were all they were doing is trying to get to like Backstreet Boys concerts yeah. or NSYNC concerts. It's yeah. great. It's great time. So there's a there's a couple of things that I'm gonna recommend. Um, both both TV shows. Actually, but that's just kind of what we've been doing recently. And uh, we've Lucy and I finally had a day on Sunday where we could just hang out and isn't that just, just the best? Just relax it's for so a little. I'm like, it, not that we didn't want to see our family, but like, like we said no to going over to dinner, you know, just because like I, sometimes we I just, just don't want to go out. I yeah. just want to be at home with everybody. So first of all. Take some time to relax with your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, or just whoever you can. I mean, it, it's important to be in your space as your own person and by yourself. Because, like, otherwise, what it, you're just you're missing out on some stuff. And you're going too fast. So that's my big tips and bits. My smaller ones, though. Um, HBO has a new show called Our Flag Means Death. Hmm. It's uh, Taika Waititi 
Oh, show. is it the pirate one? It is the pirate I one. I it, but I want to. It is incredible. <laughs> Can't wait. We have two episodes left. We got we got through all of the first eight. Is my daughter here? No, it's not your kid. We're here. We're Jeez good. Jeez Louise. I just like... The, <laughs> the baby started crying. started panicking. The baby started crying, now. and I immediately went into dad mode. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, I got to take care of this kid now. Oh, I got to calm down again. Anyway. No, um, not your kid. It's it's incredible. It's got Reese um, Darby, I think is his name. He was in like Flight of the Concords and um, the What We Do in the Shadows movie. Yeah. Um, he was the head of the werewolves. Yes, yes. We're yes. werewolves, not swearwolves. Swearwolves. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. Um, it's, oh my gosh, he's got Marty McFly's uh, oh, Nikes shit. on. He's got, oh. Whoa. And Terry would be so jealous right now. I want a pair of those just to say I They're have a so pair cool. of those. They're so cool. That's the only reason I would get them. Yeah. Nike Marty McFly's right oh, now. Love them. So good. Um, So go watch Our Flag Means Death. We also have been watching through um, How I Met Your Mother again for for a couple of reasons. One, because there's a Jawa. There's a Jawa. <gasps> um, but How I Met Your Father, the spinoff series, which is set in the same universe. It's got Lizzie McGuire in it. Yeah, H- Hillary Duff is yes. the the main character. Um, the first season just wrapped up. It started out really slow, but it finished amazing. Like the the finale for season one is incredible. I we we both were just like our jaws hit the floor during it. Um, but so we uh, we're going back through How I Met Your Mother, and we're we're on the second to last season. And there's this episode called The Time Travelers. And it is one of the best pieces of television um, that I have ever watched. And I'm going to try not to get emotional while talking about it because it... Anybody who... I don't know if you believe in soulmates. (laughs) I do. Um, I I could do a whole bonus episode on it. Yeah. But when you meet that person and you know, you're always kind of wishing for a little bit extra time. Right? Maybe not because something has happened or something will happen, but just because, you know, you want to be able to have that as part of your your collective memory. right, 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 right. And so that episode touches on it so, so beautifully and perfectly. And I am actually tearing up. I'm sorry. Um, It's true. I'm watching him. (laughs) I don't think I've ever cried in front of you before. Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Is that when you punch me? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it, it doesn't require a whole lot of context. Um, I mean, a, little, a couple of things here and there. Um, but it's one, of, it's one of the best episodes of the entire show. And just as a piece of television, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it'll break your heart, but, I mean, you'll laugh along the way. Yeah. So, anyway, go check, the, uh, pfft, go check out that episode of How Many Your Mother. Go cry with Perry. Go, go cry with me. Uh, Lucy and I both were watching it last night, and we are just... 
just crying together. And we're like, oh, that means a lot more now than it used to. <laughs> like, we get it now. Anyway, um, that does it for this week's episode, guys. This has been so much fun. Come I'm really. Me. Go Come here. Me. People are looking now. That's a lot. We're <laughs> yeah, done now. Yeah, you're right. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Eric, where can people follow up with us on social media and all the other good stuff that they can all the stuff. do to check us out if they would like to? I think you should go check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show, and at $5, you get all the uncut stuff. Probably a lot of uncut stuff from this. Um, but, yeah, we've got stuff we got to pay for. We've got... We've just got bills, and we want to bring you good stuff, so it we just need your support. So patreon.com, My Bourbon Podcast. If you want to send an email to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com, uh, you can uh, send us a comment or a message, or if you want to send us some samples or pairings to do, that's where you send it to. Uh, there's also merch on bourbonshop.threadless.com or whiskeybutton.myshopify.com if you want to grab some merch. If you want to do a barrel rings where you leave a voicemail and talk to us, Perry's pointing at me right we now. got a barrel ring this week. Oh, shit. Yeah. 859-428-8253 for barrel rings. And then on all social media, it's My Bourbon Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we also have a Facebook group where you can join and ask questions or just post something or just get in on barrel picks and stuff like that. Uh, just search on Facebook. This is my bourbon podcast group. And then on YouTube, this is my bourbon podcast. Uh, Perry goes live every Thursday at eight. I join him about once a month. And then you can follow me at whiskey mutant on Instagram. Um, also I have YouTube, just search whiskey mutant and TikTok. Uh, if you want to follow Perry on his personal stuff, it's P Ritter 1792. And then just leave a review on Apple or uh, Spotify. Um, any review rating will do us good. And then just tell people about us. Yes, but, please. But we have a new review we and got a, a barrel new rings. review and a barrel oh. rings. Let's go for the barrel rings first. All right, let's hear it. Calling me out again? I'm ruining. I'm ruining the snacks this that was, time. That was Tony. Tony thinks I'm ruining the snacks. Yeah. Last week I was ruining the whiskey. Yeah, you're ruining the snacks now too. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> I thought I was. You're bringing, supposed to get it together, Eric. I was. I thought I was bringing whiskey and snacks together as a perfect world into one spirit bomb. Of a thing, and now I'm apparently ruining. You're whiskey, ruining. You're ruining whiskey, and, and snacks. I'm ruining snacks. Well, Tony, Tony is named after a bag of donuts. <laughs> so I mean, maybe I guess, he wants his donuts untainted. Maybe he's just a, a plain glazed guy. I'll talk to Tony about taints later. Um, uh, we also have a new review. It's from Dirt underscore Lou. Dirt Lou. Dirt Lou. Dirt Lou. I think I know Dirt Lou. Okay. Okay. Five stars. Says weekly fun. While we miss Swan, the newest duo of Perry and Eric make for a great pairing every week. 
Perry. Ooh, Perry. How about I like that? that? I like that. Sure, they nerd out, laugh hard at inside jokes, and laugh a lot in general. Sometimes. <laughs> what? Sorry. Somebody walked by. They were, it was funny. Uh-huh, yeah. Sometimes go off on tangents and sometimes get real. How true is that for this week? Yeah. But week in and week out, it feels like spending an hour with friends in conversation. Their segments are creative and their takes on bourbon and whiskey are sincere and thoughtful. Give it a listen. Thanks, Dirt Lou. Thanks, Dirt Lou. I don't know who that is. Swan here. I miss you guys, too. <laughs> Damn, Swan. Thanks for stopping by. Where'd Swan come from? He just he went to the uh, the cosplay corner where you cosplay as normal animals. So he's gone. Interesting. Okay. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much to uh, Lexington Comic Con. Yes, thank you. For allowing us to come here. And oh, my hero academia just walked in. Man, you, you just need to go take pictures, don't you? I do. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Lexington Comic Con again for allowing us to come and do this in this space. We hope you guys are well. We hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you real soon. But until then, I'm Perry. I am Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>